ready to get into the word. I know that, listen, Jersey night's great and rings that are fake are great and and uh, and the only the only Cavaliers jersey in here is great, Pastor Ariel. But I know this, ain't nothing like Jesus. Ain't nothing like being on Team Jesus. We make a great team, so we should make jerseys. You guys ready to read the word? Here we go. Here we go. I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke 19 says this. Just throw it up on the sky, Bible. Blot out. Blot out. It says, he entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there is a man named Zacchaeus. Everybody say Zacchaeus. That's like a fun word to say. Trust me, when I was typing this out, I now know how to spell Zacchaeus. It was very hard at first, but then the, the, the Apple laptop thing was just spelling it out for me. So it's great. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He had real rings. And he was seeking, my bad. He was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature, all my short people say, you're, okay, that sounded like a grown, okay, all right, I was like, that sounded like a really big guy on the inside, inside, on the inside. <laughs> he was small in stature, so he ran on ahead and climbed up the sycamore tree to see him, him, who, Jesus, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurried and come down. Like, get up out of the tree, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they, as in people, they all grumbled. Mm. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Jesus, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded or cheated anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house since he's also son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Lord, this is your word. We know that it's not just dead pages, but these pages are alive. It's you. It's, it's you speaking to us, Lord. Your word, Lord, it changes us. It rearranges us. It sets us on the right path. And so tonight, God, uh, help me communicate your word to them effectively, Lord, and help them receive your word, whatever you have for them tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, tonight I want to unpack the story because I feel like we've heard the story a lot, right? We've heard the story of Zacchaeus, this, this wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Who, who's ever heard of that song? No? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee... Oh, yeah. Some of y'all know you just don't want to admit that you went to Sunday school. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I want to pack the story because as I was reading this week, something's popped off the page that normally don't. You know, we live in a world like full of labels, right? Now, we'll go there in a second, but like literal labels. You know, like some of y'all are like organizing freaks. And y'all like labeling things. Some of y'all dressers and closets are like color coordinated. And you got labels on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Pastor Ariel is a labeler. Like we were looking at our dresser. We've got Dottie's, Dottie's clothes all like put together. They're like color coordinated and sizes and all that stuff. And then she quizzed me on it. I was like, I didn't know I was gonna be quizzed on any of this she's like where are the diapers point to them you know, like, where are the swaddles where are the three-month-old clothes and I'm like I don't know just fail me send me to detention right so she's like label we just we need to know what things are we need to know where things are like if we don't label things like, how are we going to know what's what and where's where and when is when and who is who right but like we as people we have labels. We label ourselves, right? Now, when I was, I don't know how it is for you guys. You guys can like shout it out and be like, no, that's not real. But like, and when I was y'all's age, like we didn't want to be labeled. We we're like, I'm my own person. And then the term hipster came and thus they labeled themselves, right? Like, you know, you're a hipster. You just labeled yourself. Anyways, like we all have like labels. We, now I feel like people want labels. They want to be something. They want to 
connect with something. Where are all my athletes at? Yeah, see, right? I know there's more, y'all. We got AAU jersey. Come on. You know what I'm saying? We got people. We got, uh, where are like my readers? Where are all my bookworms at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bookworms. Where all, where's all like my, like my band kids? All my music kids. Y'all just love music. You just, music all the time. You know, um, we've got some intellectuals. Don't raise your hand because if somebody be like, that's a lie. <laughs> He's not an intellectual. We got JR, you know, ROTC kids. Right, yeah, huh? Right, and like my new favorite. Go ahead, play it one more time. <laughs> I was waiting for it. My new favorite are like, like an- anime kids. Like I love, I love you know anime. Like, I just love anime. I love manga. I love all that stuff. Right, but like we're proud of it. We're proud of some of these labels. We're like, yeah, I like anime. Fight me. Don't fight an anime kid. They watch too much of fighting, and they might just. Like, you know, like, they might Naruto your butt into the ground. Like, what is he doing with his hands, right? So we love labels. We love it. Like, notice, like, some of these labels, like, they always have to do with what you do, right? It's like what you do. That's kind of what your hobby is. Nobody labels themselves by, by what they say, you know, unless you just have, like, a funny laugh. Then your label is like, you're that dude with that funny laugh. You know, like, it's just what, and even then, it's what you do. You know, unless y'all be talking crazy, then that's, that's, that's a whole other story. I believe Satan tries to put labels on us. I believe the enemy that is at, at every second of the day is trying to destroy us. I believe that he wants to put a label on you via your sin. Yeah, your sin, the things that you do that obviously doesn't please God, that you know are bad. What? What we do in sin. I know that Satan wants nothing more than to trap us in an identity that only leads to loneliness, only leads to isolation. We talked about sin a few weeks ago. I believe if we seek Jesus, he will respond. I just believe that. I believe I believe that if we were to look for Jesus, we would find him. We see in this story a man who has been labeled, and it's not a good one. This is bad, and we're going to talk about that here in a second, but I believe one moment with Jesus can change everything. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. One moment with Jesus, one hangout, one coffee with Jesus, right? One bagel with Jesus. What else, what, what else, y'all? One what? One slice of pizza with Jesus. <laughs> one, one block of cheese with Jesus <laughs> can change everything. But it starts with this first observation, right? So we're going to go through the story and kind of see what we see about Jesus and what we see about this labor, what we see about this guy named Zacchaeus. This first observation is this. Get up. And seek Jesus. You've got this label on you. Right? It's your sin. It's the things that people have put on you. It's the, it's the stuff that you've heard said about you. Maybe, maybe it's your teacher, or your parents, or your friend, or whoever. You've got this label of sin on you. And tonight, my goal and my heart for you is to realize that Jesus, Jesus doesn't see you like that. Jesus doesn't label you like the world does. And he's here to remove that label of sin and put his grace on you. But you got to get up and seek Jesus. Notice he says in scripture, he was seeking to see who Jesus was. He was a little curious. Okay, cool. Like, we get it. Zacchaeus was small, all right? I don't want to come back to that because I'm small and I've got little man syndrome and I want to fight everybody that's six foot and up, all right? Zacchaeus was, a, Zacchaeus was little. He was a little tiny guy, right? A little, little, little uh, Polly Pocket of a guy. We know. We, we all know the song, right? We all know the story. But I have a question, right? You guys should know this by now. When I read the Bible, I ask a lot of questions, Some of y'all don't think that's okay. I'm saying that's 100% okay. I read the Bible as a pastor. I went to Bible college and everything. I I read the Bible and I have a lot of questions. Why is Zacchaeus running? 
He don't like know Jesus. Like why, why did he get up and run to go see Jesus? What would make this dude run? Some of y'all don't like running. Right? Like, so like something's got to be pretty important for you to get up, put your running shoes on or your chancletas or whatever and, and run. All right? Like, so he gets up and he runs. Look, look, he says it. Verse four says, so he ran on ahead. Like, what would make this dude run? Let me break Zacchaeus' life down for you, okay? Because in order to figure out why this guy gets up to go see somebody he doesn't know, we got to understand who Zacchaeus is. Zacchaeus was the top dog. He was the man when it came to tax collecting. He was the chief tax collector. That means he cheated a lot of people to get to where he sat in his position. So the Roman government controlled the region, all right? So they weren't even in control of their own village, their own state, their own city. And so the Romans were like, listen, we need to like suck as many, you know, suck dry the, 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 the town and the people of their, of their food, of their money, of their finances, of any type of resource. We're just going to like try to deplete them and give them enough just to survive. Okay. So like the Roman government takes over. And so they start by employing citizens, the people that live there. And, and so these are, these, these Jews are like, listen, sure, what, what's in it for me? Roman goes, well, listen, you're going to be a tax collector. That means when we up the tax, you've got to get it from people. Okay, cool, but what's in it for me? So the more that you get from people, the more that you can keep. Because you got people that are in the gutter, right? You got people that are in the woods, right? They're like, they see that, they're like, pyramid scheme? Bet, like, <laughs> wish you were here, right? So they're like, we need to, we, fine. I'll sign up. I'll do it. And so what's happening is the Roman government is funding itself through people robbing their own people. And so Zacchaeus, this guy, this guy is so bad. And, and there was a point in his life where he cared so little about his own people that he worked tirelessly to be in charge of all. He's the CEO. Do you know how many people you got to cheat out of stuff? You know how many taxes you have to raise? Here's what's crazy is that like the more he worked, the more he funded his oppression. The more he, he made money for the Romans and for himself, it only financed his people's, his own oppression. I think we do that with sin. I think we do that with sin. I think the devil gives us enough of a thrill and enough of adrenaline when we sin. When you don't realize you are funding your own oppression. You are funding your own captivity. Jesus is here to free you tonight. Jesus can free you. And so here's this moment where we see Zacchaeus being the man. He's got the whip. He's got the shoes. He's got the house. He's got it all. The rollies, everything. Everything. He don't have to worry about gas money, right? He just goes and fills it up while some of us are like, either I eat this week or I fill up my tank, right? That's not, that's not Zacchaeus. Like, I'm about to steal a Divi bike. Like, I'm about to just hijack that thing. He's not worrying about it. And here's another thing. So, so because he was just known for being just kind of a ruthless tax collector, what did people label him as? Well, an enemy, this guy was hated. They didn't like this guy. Tax collectors were known for just partnering with their oppressors. This is crazy. They're supporting their own oppression. This is nuts. This is who we're talking about. Zacchaeus wasn't just this accountant that worked for the post office or whatever. This, this is a guy that has made a living off of people's misfortune and poverty. This is a guy that you and I, if we found out today, if this guy made the news, we would, we would riot. We would storm the castle. We would show up at his house like, I call his socks, like, because they're probably nice, right? Like, we're doing that. Like, I wonder, I wonder what kind of toilet paper he has. It's probably like the good kind, not the kind that, like, feels like sandpaper, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I heard somebody say, right. Like, I'll tell your mom, don't worry. Like, she needs to get a new toilet paper. This is a guy that nobody wanted to be around. 
This is a guy that nobody trusted. This was a guy that nobody liked. This means he was probably lonely. It doesn't say that he has family. I'd be surprised if he had family. It looks like the life of a tax collector is very much a selfish life, a life that is just about what they can get at whatever cost. And everybody else's problem is his problem. A very wealthy, lonely guy. Can you imagine being hated by everyone? I know, I know you might feel like that. Some of you might feel like that at school or when you walk in to your house. Every time someone heard this guy's name, it was like nails on a chalkboard. This was his life. This was Zacchaeus. This was the life he was living. I read this and I thought, a man with more money than he could count wouldn't just go running up to somebody he doesn't know. Isn't that weird? Now that we've established this, like Jesus wasn't known for being rich. Like Jesus was, was homeless. He traveled place to place. What does Zacchaeus have to do with Jesus? It's just, as I'm reading that, it was, it was so weird. Unless he heard a rumor, like unless he heard something about Jesus that piqued his interest. What, what rumor could that have been? What would make this guy go running for Jesus? He might have heard a rumor that there is a man with Jesus who is his disciple, who was a tax collector, whose name is Matthew. I wonder, again, this is all just speculation. I just wonder, what if, what if Zacchaeus heard that someone like him was with someone like Jesus? What would make him go running? What would make him stop what he was doing, counting his money, washing his car, paying somebody to do it? What, what would make him? He heard something, I would say. There's Matthew. Somebody, you hear that there's a guy that used to be like one of us. You know, maybe he's at a meeting. No. Yeah, his name was Matthew. Now he's with Jesus. Now he's one of those people. Was he the same? No, he's like being weird now. I think something happened in Zacchaeus. He may have not known it, but I believe something started stirring in his heart. I believe something started stirring in his mind. So he just had to see Jesus. To go running. But because of his label, because of his job, people dubbed him unworthy and unimportant. They probably said to him, What makes you think that Jesus wants to see you? What makes you think that Jesus wants to be around someone like you? But I see him as someone desperate saying to himself, Maybe. Maybe Jesus can help me. Maybe, maybe I don't have to be like this anymore. I think, I think some of us have been labeled for so long and we're just tired of it. I would be too. I think Zacchaeus in this moment heard a rumor that Jesus has changed someone like him and I think he's tired of it. I think, I think he says to himself, maybe Maybe he can help me. Maybe, maybe he does something that could, I don't know, make me feel better. So what he does next is humiliating. This is embarrassing. This is, this is not something he wants to do, but something in this moment that he has to do. What do we see in the story? He climbs a tree. He gets up. To seek Jesus because he sees the condition that he's in. So I need to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. Which leads me to my second observation. Position yourself to see Jesus. These are things that I'm reading and I'm like, man, how often do I position myself to see what God is doing in my life? To see what God is doing in your life, in the leader's lives, in the life of Excel. Look, at, look what it says. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. 
He sprinted, and he's trying to get through. So what are the things that are keeping you from Jesus? We see in this story easily that there was a crowd. We said it earlier, you know, Zacchaeus was a little guy, all right? He was one of those minion guys, okay? So it's such a fun movie. He's one of those little guys. And so he, people obviously don't like Zacchaeus. And when they see somebody like Jesus is coming to town, they all form up on the side of the road. They're like, we all, we all want to see Jesus. I could pray it at Disney. And Zacchaeus is like, hey, can I, see, can I get through? They're like, no. You smell like the money I don't have, right? Like, you, no, you can't, no, no, right? You ever seen Forrest Gump? Seats taken. Right? Like, seats taken, right? They're, they don't want Zacchaeus around. They don't. Why would they? This is a man that, that robbed parents of birthday gifts for their kids. This was a man that took people's savings accounts and retirement funds, and they don't want Zacchaeus around. They don't want this guy here, but here he is trying to see Jesus, and they won't. Let them through. What are the things that are keeping you from Jesus? Like, what is your crowd? Who is that to you? It could have been your own doing or someone else's, but we all face a crowd. This crowd is determined to keep us from seeing Jesus. This crowd, in reality tonight, it's your sin. It's your sin. The crowd is used as a reminder that you are unacceptable and you don't belong with people like Jesus. It's meant to separate us. See what's happening here? Jesus is coming. The light of the world, the Savior. This guy so far has done so many miracles. It's crazy. You get a miracle, and you get a miracle, and you get a miracle. Everybody's getting blessed. People are getting healed. It's amazing time. And you mean to tell me there's something that's keeping Zacchaeus from this moment? I think that's what things do in our lives. I think things distract us from seeing Jesus. I think, I think it's time that we climb a tree. I think it's time to climb a tree. What tree do you need to climb to see Jesus? What does that look like, right? What does it mean to push past the crowd and to climb a tree? What is going to position you to see Jesus? Worship. I love what we do at the beginning of service. I love that we worship because nothing just softens my heart. Nothing just makes me almost forget about whatever kind of day I had than listening to worship. There's something about God's music and God's playlist that just blesses me and it puts my soul at ease and it just invites the Holy Spirit into whatever place I'm at and whatever situation. What, what, what's another tree we can climb? Like, we tell you to read your Bible. It's not to like give you another assignment. It's not to like give you more homework. It's not to give you another book to read. All my bookworms are like, please give me another book to read. You need help. All right. Like the Bible, it's God's word. It's the way he speaks to us. It's how we find out who he is and all about him. It's this love story that God wrote for us that we were lost and were found. That the scripture is alive. It breathes, breathes life into us as we read these stories and these pages and as we ask some of these questions and as, as God answers those, those questions through the power of his Holy Spirit, we just see Jesus. We just see Jesus. Some of us need to spend more time in prayer, being with Jesus, the word, being in the presence of of God through the Holy Spirit. That is what positions us to see Jesus in us and around us. He climbs a tree. I wonder how desperate are you to see Jesus? How desperate are you, are you to see Jesus in your life? How desperate are you? A few weeks ago, we talked about sin and it's, it's, it's impossible for us to see the need for a Savior if we don't recognize the sin that's in our hearts and in our lives. Now, I'm not here to preach condemnation, but I'm here to tell you that there's something out there that wants you to stay away from Jesus, that wants to keep you from change, that wants to keep you from life, 
life with Jesus, life in eternity. I, I wonder if you're desperate to see Jesus in your school. I wonder if you're desperate to see Jesus work in your family. How desperate are you to see Jesus? Climbs a tree. He says, I'm not going to let anybody stop me. I've got to see him. I've got to see him. This is embarrassing for Zacchaeus. This is a man that's used to sticking up his nose at people. This is a man that's used to like people moving out of the way. And now they won't do it. And so he embarrasses himself by climbing a tree. I wonder if we would allow the, what, what the world would say the embarrassment of following Jesus. I wonder if we would allow that to stop us from seeing Jesus. I used to pray, still do, but I used to pray at a flagpole and preach every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in high school. And I had food thrown at me. I had people cuss me out. I had someone assault me one time. This was embarrassing. I had to walk around school with stains on my shirt from the food that was thrown at me. But I had to see Jesus in my school. I had to, because why? I knew what he did for me. I knew that he changed me. And I see Zacchaeus in this moment. It's like, I don't care what anybody says, but I've got to see Jesus. Which leads me to my third observation as the band comes up. This is where I want to spend the rest of our time up. Number three, Jesus is calling. So he gets up to seek Jesus. Now, now he's running and he's positioned himself to see Jesus. Let's look at what happens here. Scripture says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house. Out of all the people, Jesus saw him. I, I used to be like, that's crazy. Out of all the crowd, Jesus saw Zacchaeus. He was the only one in a tree. Of course, Jesus saw Zacchaeus. He is the only one up in a tree. That's weird, all right? That is weird. Zacchaeus is in the tree. Jesus sees him, and, and he calls him by name. Like he says, hey, Zacchaeus, not, hey, you. Hey, dude, you up there climbing a tree. What are you, what are you doing? Jesus called him by name. This is very important. This is very important. This was probably the first time in a long time someone said, Zacchaeus' name with kindness. This is probably the first time Zacchaeus has heard his name without any type of attitude or hate behind it. Why would Jesus use his name? I ask that question. Why would he do that? It's not like they were friends, right? It's not like they went to carpentry school together. It's not like, it's not like they hung out. They were boys, part of the same fraternity, like, they both went to basic training together. Like, they don't know each other. They're not friends. Why would Jesus say his name? So I looked up the meaning of Zacchaeus' name. Because that's what you do when you don't know somebody's name. I don't know. If you don't know what your name means, you just probably Google it. I looked it up. I said, what is, what is so significant about Zacchaeus' name? The name Zacchaeus, it, this is crazy. It means pure one. Zacchaeus' name means pure, the pure one. This is the opposite of what people said about him. This is the polar opposite of what he's done to people. This is, this is not Zacchaeus. I thought that was crazy. I'm like, his mom, like, was so proud of his of her baby. She's like, I'm gonna name you Zacchaeus. You're gonna be awesome. Turns out to be the biggest, like, you know, overlord of everything later on. Like, this is just not a good guy. And his name means pure one. And Jesus said that. I wonder, I wonder if if Jesus, not Jesus, I wonder if Zacchaeus ever tried to change before. You know, kind of on his 
own. Maybe like he tried to talk a little bit nicer to people or maybe not cheat people on Sundays or, you know, maybe he's just tried to change. Have you? I've tried to change on my own. You know, people said I was one way. I was like, well, I don't want to be that. But the people around you couldn't see you any other way. Right? You like try to change and because people just know you as that thing, that label. Like there's just no escaping that. If so many of them are saying it, then it must be true, right? That's what we say to ourselves in these moments. Look at, look at what it says that they did in response to Zacchaeus on the tree and what Jesus says to him. They grumbled. Like grumble is such a weird word. They just started talking. It bothered them that Zacchaeus and Jesus were about to hang out. It bothered them that Jesus was going to go hang out with this guy. This person that everyone hated. I like that we don't see that Zacchaeus responded to them. Some of y'all are way too quick to respond to haters. All right. Y'all are way too quick. Let him talk. Oh, man, I know you go to that thing on Thursday nights, man. I don't know why you go over there, man. That preacher ain't even funny, man. <laughs> I'll fight. I'll. Obviously, the Lord's. This message is for me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He's like, I, I, I wonder if Zacchaeus was like, I don't want to be this anymore. And, but people have just known him so long for just the way he is that it is what it is. But Zacchaeus doesn't respond to these people. He doesn't say anything to them. He doesn't try to stick up for himself. And neither does Jesus say anything to them. Like, Jesus is known for a few clapbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Mary, like, anointed Jesus' feet and everyone was, like, hating on her, he, like, straight up told them, hey, leave her alone. So, like, Jesus is not afraid. Like, Jesus is not afraid of people. But he doesn't respond to them. He doesn't, he doesn't address them. Scripture says that he received him joyfully. <laughs> Zacchaeus received Jesus joyfully. Jesus received Zacchaeus joyfully. This is a moment. Like this isn't, this, this might not be a joyful moment for people. Out of all the people, Jesus, you pick him. Listen, if you have Jesus, you have joy. If you have Jesus, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Don't let the grumblings keep you from Jesus. This was a moment where time must have stopped for Zacchaeus. And maybe, maybe when he heard Jesus call his name, maybe, maybe there was such kindness in Jesus' voice. Because I asked myself, like, great, he ran to see Jesus. Maybe he was just curious. But, like, what made him get down from the tree? I think something, something about the way Jesus spoke that softened his heart. Maybe it was the way he said his name. Maybe, maybe the way his mom and his dad said his name that just started echoing in his heart. Something happened in Zacchaeus' heart. Something about the way Jesus said it sound familiar. Why is it important to know what Zacchaeus' name means? Because here it is. This is what leapt off the page for me. This is what I don't want you to miss out that we're seeing here in this moment. It's important for us to know what his name means because we see here a foreshadowing of the gospel. What do I mean by that? Break it down for you. Jesus is seeing a man whose name means pure one. And because of the tree that this pure one climbed, a call to relationship was given. Okay, 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 okay. Because this is it. This is what I'm really excited about. Jesus, the pure one, hung on a tree that he willingly climbed so that you and I can respond to the call of salvation and to the call of relationship with him. What we're seeing in this moment is a foreshadowing of the gospel. Jesus sees the, a pure one on a tree and because of that, a relationship started. An invitation to a relationship. 
this is, this is, when I read this, I literally stood up from my chair. Because we hear that, like, it's about Zacchaeus changing, right? This wee little guy. But we're seeing here somebody that people swore up and down, this guy will never change. No matter how hard he tries, this guy will never change. What happened next? Jesus stayed with Zacchaeus. They hung out. They ordered Lumalnatis. I don't know how long, the Bible doesn't say how long they spent, but within a few hours they had together, Zacchaeus' life was changed. How? Look at what Zacchaeus says to Jesus. So we can say we're changed all we want, but there's got to be evidence of it, right? So look at the evidence of this moment with Jesus. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. He call, first of all, he calls Jesus Lord. This is a guy that like no one was above him. And this word that he's using, Lord, is a term of submissiveness. He's submitting to Jesus. When you say the Lord, you are acknowledging that they are at a place above you. At a place, at a table, at a seat above you. This is a servant talking now. This is wild. This is a guy that you wouldn't even thought would do this. He says, he calls Jesus Lord. He has acknowledged Jesus as Lord. Zacchaeus is now saying he is changing the way he is going to live. That's what he's saying here. He said, everything I have, I'm going to give half of it away. Think about half what's in your house right now. Picture half of it gone. Think about all that's in your house right now. Picture half of it gone. Some of you are like, not my Keurig, right? Or like, you know, <laughs> right? You're like, no, not that. This guy gave up half. That was probably a lot. He says, I'm willing to change the way I live for Jesus. That's so good. I'm willing to give up what means the most to me because of Jesus. Because I recognize what I've done in my life is not right. So he's like, so I have the means to change. He says, he says, I will give them what I owe them times four. Now, he's not like, I'm just going to give back to people what I cheated them for. He's like, I'm not going to double it. I'm going to quadruple it. I mean, he's depleting himself of finances. He's saying, this is it. However many hours with Jesus changed his life. One moment with Jesus changes everything. The way Jesus left Zacchaeus was with these words. Here's what he said. Today, salvation has come to this house. Since he is also a son of Abraham. Watch this. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. To seek and save the lost. Tonight, as I close, you're, you're probably sitting here like that was a lot of information. That was a lot. I like, I like that Jesus, it was Zacchaeus that was seeking Jesus. But now all of a sudden Jesus is saying, the son of man comes to seek and save the lost. I thought it was Zacchaeus that was looking for Jesus. And this whole time, it looks like Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. No matter what people have labeled you as, no matter what sin has labeled you as, Jesus wants to see you. Jesus wants to be with you. Maybe you've been labeled by your teachers, your friends, and you name it. Alone, hopeless, lost, depressed, anxious, stressed, angry. The labels that we carry all the time with us. But Jesus is telling us that in this story that he can remove those labels from us and call us what we really are. Saved, healed, strong, smart, 
courageous, found, found, found. Zacchaeus had everything he could have ever wanted and he was still lost. What tells you in the story that, that the material world is not going to find you. Those things that you used to cope, it's not, it's not going to help you not be lost anymore. It's going to put you further and further away. But the good news for you tonight is that the Son of Man came to seek you out, to save you, the lost, to remove those labels off of you. But we've got to get up and find Jesus. We've got to go and position ourselves to see Jesus. And we've got to answer his call. He said, hurry and come down. Zacchaeus had the option to stay up in a tree. As weird as that is. He had every option to stay up there. But there was something inside of Zacchaeus that is saying, listen, this is a guy I want to be with. This is the guy I need. I've heard what he's probably done with Matthew. And, and if he can change someone like Matthew, maybe he can change someone like me. I need to be different because the way I've been living has got me here. The way I've been living has got me in the position that I am. I wonder if Jesus can help me. And some of you tonight are asking that question. I wonder what this whole church thing is about. I wonder what Excel is about. I wonder if this Jesus can help me. And I'm here to tell you tonight, he can and he wants to. But we've got to come down and see him and respond to that call. With every head bow and eyes closed, we just do this to respect each other because in the next few moments, I want to offer you an invitation. Some of you tonight are sitting there and when I talk about labels and when I talk about things that have been spoken over you, the negative comes up. You hear it. It's almost as if I've just said it towards you. And there's some of you here tonight that you feel trapped and you feel lost in whatever sin cycle that you're in. And you're wondering tonight, is there any possible chance that I could be different? Is there any possible chance that Jesus could see me tonight and he can help change me? Because my way got me here and I'm alone and I'm lost. Jesus tonight is calling you. He is saying, son, daughter, brother, sister, Cousin, friend, he is calling you tonight. He's saying, I can help. You don't have to be the same anymore. You don't have to carry that label anymore. You don't have to worry about what people think about you anymore. All you have to do is think about what I call you. And I call you friend. Jesus wants to be your friend tonight. And if I can tell you anything I used to be one way, and now I'm changed because of Jesus. And the way he changed me, I know he can change you. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was sick, and now I'm healed. So tonight, you're sitting here, and you feel something happening in your heart. You can almost feel it in your chest. That is God calling you tonight. He's saying, come down. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be friends with you. I want to be your helper. If that's you tonight and you need Jesus' help for the first time, you've never met Jesus before. This will be the first time you've ever been introduced to this man, Jesus. The scripture says, before he passed along. Meaning Zacchaeus could have missed out. I don't want you to miss out on this moment. Jesus is here. If you have never had a relationship with Jesus, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. And if that's you, you're saying, hey, Pastor Izzy, I need a relationship with Jesus because I don't want to be the same anymore. I want to be different. I want God's help. If that's you, on the count of three, no one's looking around. I just want you to slip up your hand. 
and put it back down. One, God loves you. Two, Jesus is here for you. He wants to help you. Three, that's you. Come on, raise your hand. Awesome, I see that hand. I see that hand. Jesus wants to change you. You don't have to do life alone. I see that hand. You don't have to do life alone. He had all the money in the world and he was still alone. Is there anybody else saying, I want to meet Jesus for the first time? Maybe you're here. Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome. Once you put your hand up, you can put it back down. That's awesome. Maybe you're here and you and Jesus used to be cool. Maybe at one point Jesus stayed at your crib. Maybe one time Jesus, you and him, you talked, but it's been a while since you've talked. And you said, hey, I, I, I've been away from Jesus. Awesome, I see that hand. Hands going up everywhere. That lets you know if you have not put your hand up, you are not alone. Jesus is changing people even now in the seats. Maybe you've had a relationship with Jesus and you don't have one anymore. And you say, hey, I want to be reintroduced to Jesus again. I want to get, I want to, I want Jesus to help me get my life together, get my life right. Is there anybody, come on, just lift your hand up. Say, that's me. I used to know Jesus, but I've been away for a while. And I just know I need to reconnect with him. Awesome, awesome awesome. If we can do this, can we all just stand? And if I can ask my leaders to come down to the front, go ahead, stand to your feet. I'm going to do something that's going to require some bravery on your end. And this is not meant to embarrass you at all. This is not meant to um, put you on the spot, but this is so that you can know that you are not alone in this. In just a moment, as we sing, and as we can bring the band in, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Those of you who have raised your hand, I want to give you an opportunity for you to meet some of our leaders. And these leaders want to introduce you to Jesus. These leaders want to just pray for you. And I want you to see their face, because these are the people that come here week in and week out, Why? Because they love you. And two, they recognize this. They were Zacchaeus at one point. And Jesus changed them. I want you to hear their stories. I want you to get to know them so that that you can see that Jesus can change anybody. 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 And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to try this. So everybody that is a part of Excel, I'm going to need your help. On the count of three, I'm going to invite those who raise their hand to just come down to the front. And as they come down, we know this, that even if one person gives their heart to Jesus, we know that the angels in heaven rejoice. So we're not going to let them party by themselves. This is Excel. And there's one thing that Excel knows how to do. That's party. And so when these students come down to the front, What I want you to do is I want you to hoop, holler, clap, cheer, because what they're doing is exciting. Amen. Amen. So for those of you that raise your hand, you're like, I didn't know we were going to do this. Here's the deal. Again, this, I'm not here to embarrass you. I want to, I want to encourage you that take an, take a step of faith, step out of your seat to come down. One, we're here for you. Two, we love you and believe in you. Three, come on, if that's you, come on down to the front. Come on, let's cheer them on. Come on, come on, if that was you, come on. Come on, we'll wait, we'll wait. Go ahead, bring the band in. Come on, if that's you, come on, don't be ashamed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, come on. That's awesome, who else? Who else, come on, come on. Yeah, come on, let's sing it. Sing it, sing it, come on. Come on, let's sing. Here I Yes, Lord. Awesome. 
Awesome. We'll bring it down. So again, never meant to embarrass you. Some of you that you didn't come down, that's okay. That is all right. What I want you to know is that these people love you, and they're not here to judge you. If anything, you might have to pray for them. No. They just want to do live with you. They just want to get to know you. They want to know what's going on. They want to pray for you. How can they pray for you? So if you need prayer and you need someone to talk to, come talk to us. We want to see you. And those of you who did raise your hand and you're like, hey, I'm just not sure about coming down to the front. Hey, here's this. If you raised your hand and you say, I don't know about this front thing, here's what you can do. Because I, I would really like to talk to you. I know these leaders would really like to talk to you. If you would be willing to, we've got a booth right over there with those little nice Christmas lights. My wife is over there. Pastor Ariel, raise your hand. Woo! Woo-woo. If you would like to, and I highly encourage you do, just go over. I'll be over there. I just want to talk to you, see what's going on in your heart, and it'll be great. But Lord, we love you. We acknowledge your hand and your favor on us. We know that you can do anything. We know that through Jesus and a relationship with him, you saved us. You delivered us. It's your goodness. It's your kindness that sent Jesus. Jesus changes everything. I pray tonight that as your word was spoken, that these students remember that they are never too far gone. That Jesus is always calling them. And all they have to do to start the change that they need in their life. That will ultimately lead them to eternity with you in heaven. And all of your goodness starts with the relationship with Jesus. Thank you Lord for this time in your presence for your word. We ask that you would continue to bless these students as they gear up for camp next week God. Pray that you would speak to them this week. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus. And everyone says, amen. Amen. Give it up for Jesus one time.